I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing in Holly Hill. And I'm your host for Volusia Matters, a program that focuses on governmental and political topics that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. And now for the news. Here's some new state laws that go into effect July the 1st. And this is something I'm going to be featuring each week. First, Senate Bill 1718 regarding immigration requires employees to complete an I-9 form and include driver's license, and social security number. Now, current and federal state laws for most businesses require only an I-9 form for employment. And employers have been allowed to hire applicants whose certificates appeared legitimately but haven't had to check the authenticity of employment documents. Now, employers must now use the federal database E-Verify if they have 25 or more employees to check the legal status of any new hire. Employers who knowingly employ unauthorized aliens will be subject to stronger penalties and anyone using false ID may be subject to a third-degree felony. Local organizations issuing community ID cards not requiring proof of lawful presence in the United States may see a loss of revenue. Individuals with out-of-state driver's licenses issued to undocumented immigrants may be subject to penalties. Next item. Governor DeSantis recently announced that Florida has issued more than 2,200 bonus checks in the first year of the state's law enforcement recruitment bonus program with new recruits law enforcement officers moving to Florida from 48 states, including 230 of those being from California, New York, and Pennsylvania. Now, each of these law enforcement officers received a $5,000 bonus after taxes, bringing the total amount awarded to more than $15 million through the program in fiscal year 2022-23. Next item, at their June 22nd meeting, Daytona Beach City Commissioners voted 6-1 to in support of new redevelopment projects. The city agreed to acquire property in the Midtown District, West International Speedway Boulevard, and... Martin Luther King Boulevard 
and in Main Street District on Peninsula Drive for commercial and shopping and office and residential projects. In addition, the commission will donate city, 10 city-owned lots for affordable housing. The city hopes to recoup its investment by selling the properties and banking on new development attracted nearby to generate more property tax revenue. With the city owning the land, they can control what goes there. Let's see what happens. Next item, Daytona Beach has new online permitting software to streamline the building permit process and to access property data and development projects. Using this system, you can apply for or renew business tax receipts and rental property licenses. You can search for building permits, select a parcel and its associated records, pay permit, license, and code compliance fees or fines online, and request inspections and search code violations and case info with photos and view the status of development projects. To access this system, go to www.codb.us forward slash IMS where you can create an account. Next item, in preparation for the hurricane season, Edgewater is focusing on canal maintenance to ensure their waterways remain functional. Canals are an essential part of Edgewater's infrastructure as they manage stormwater runoff from neighborhoods and roads. And for the next several weeks, they'll be dredging canals to remove sediment and debris and, and in order to maintain adequate water flow. Now, along with that, workers will remove overgrown vegetation from the waterways and they'll also be focusing on retaining walls and culverts to ensure the canals are structurally able to withstand severe weather. Next item, the TPO, Transportation Planning Organization for Volusia Flagler, that board meets tomorrow, June 28th, and they'll review and approve their 2023 list of priority projects and they'll also review and approve their 2023-24 to 2027-28 transportation improvement program. Next item, Volusia's Planning and Development Services Division will host their next public workshop regarding changes in the land use in the county's comprehensive plan.
in the District 4 meeting, which is Northeast Volusia, will be Wednesday, June 28th, 4 to 6 p.m. at the Ormond Beach Library. For more information, contact planner Kristen Ray at 257-6000. Next item, Volusia's Affordable Housing Advisory Committee meets Tuesday, June 27th, 3 p.m. at the Emergency Operations Center on Tiger Bay Road, where they'll be discussing housing incentive strategies and they'll also review their housing plans progress. For more information, call Brittany Lewis at 257-6000, extension 12285. Next item, candidates update for Sheriff Mike Chitwood, incumbent. Tax collector Will Roberts, incumbent. County Chair Jeff Brower, incumbent. Also running Don Burnett and Randy Dye. Volusia County Council, District 2. Matt Reinhart, incumbent. Volusia School Board, District 2. Angela Kopnicki. School Board, District 4. Merrick Brunker. New Smyrna Beach Mayor, Fred Cleveland, incumbent. Orange City Mayor, Kelly Marks. And William Robert O'Connor. And then Ormond Beach Mayor, Jason Leslie. And Susan Persis. And then Ormond Beach City Commission Zone 3, Barbara Bonarigo and Kristen Deaton. Now, moving on to Congress, District 7, Corey Mills, Republican, incumbent, Alec Pastrana, Democrat, Florida State Senate, District 7, George Anthony T. Hill, Democrat, Jerry James, Republican, Tom Leake, Republican. Florida House District 27, that's West Volusia. Stephen Wayne Shives, Republican. And then Florida House District 28, Bill Partington, Republican. Florida House District 29, Webster Barnaby, Republican, incumbent. And then Florida House District 30, Justin Albert Davis, Democrat, Chase Tremont, Republican, and incumbent. Then for 2023 elections, for Lake Helen Mayor, Vernon Burton, and Cameron Lane and Kelly 
Nebraska, Lake Helen City Commission, Zone 3, Heather Rutledge, Lake Helen Commission, Linda Donato, that's Zone 4, and Ponce Inlet Mayor, and Council Seat 1, Lois Peritsky, Ponce Inlet Council Seat 3, Aaron Aya Yem Pidlay, and Henry Skip White, and Ponce Inlet Council Seat 5, Gary Smith, incumbent, Port Orange City Council, District 2, Tracy Grubbs, incumbent, and Sarah Jones. And speaking of candidates, I want to announce Daytona Regional Chambers Candidate Boot Camp. It's going to be Tuesday, August 8th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Chamber Building, uh, temporarily located at... Uh, 220 South Ridgewood at Magnolia Avenue. And anyone interested in running for political office needs to learn certain aspects of campaigning and what's expected of a candidate. Now, election supervisor Lisa Lewis and various campaign managers and elected officials will share what to expect when running for local, state, and congressional office. And for more information, call Chamber Advocacy Director Sean Richmond at 255-7174. I highly recommend this program because I'm going to it myself. And just real quick, I'm going to digress have you heard the Smoking Truth podcast? This it's a good program, and it's hosted by Deltona City Commissioner Dana McCool and my other friend Eric Ramundo, and they cover a great many local government topics regarding Southwest Volusia, as well as other overall county matters. And they do interviews. So I highly recommend that you check it out, Smoking Truth Podcast. Also, I wanted to add, last week I had a productive visit day with Riley Wogeman, the new Central Florida Regional Director for Senator Marco Rubio. She and I were able to meet with VMA President Jessica Lovett to catch up on the, the latest manufacturing news here in Volusia, but uh, also with NASCAR Government Relations Director Jordan Gelati. We also met with Sylvie Hennessy and Rob Livingston from Pervonia Skincare Products. They're always such welcoming hosts. And we finished up with Chad Walton 
and Dexter Copperweight of Snap Space Solutions to discuss affordable housing alternatives. And we look forward to having a good working relationship with Riley here in Volusia County. And I want to congratulate my old friend, Debbie Connors. She's just completed a fabulous career with the Port Orange South Daytona Chamber of Commerce. So I just found out she's just been named as the new executive director for Volusia Tiger Bay Club. And their next general membership meeting will be August the 10th, 12 noon. For more information, you can go to their website, www.tigerbayclubvolusia.org. And now for today's interview. District 1 County Councilman Don Dempsey just been elected last November and he began serving office in January. And this district covers a good bit of West Volusia, including Orange City, Deland, DeLeon Springs, Pearson area. And he's had a distinguished career as an attorney for a number of years. And he and his wife, Angela, they live in DeLand. Okay. Well, we're glad to have with us today for our interview, Don Dempsey, who is the newly elected county council member from District 1, representing primarily West Volusia. And so glad to have you with us today, Don. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me here. Okay, by all means. Let's get on with the questions then. Last year, county staff prepared an affordable housing report and list of recommendations. And they were adopted by county council, by last year's county council. So how do you see the need for affordable housing here in Volusia County? Well, I agree. I mean, I do think there's a, uh, a shortage of affordable housing. I mean, I just uh, basically... <laughs> Back in the day, I was talking to somebody not too long ago about this, you know, back in the day, you know, to to rent a place, it would take maybe a week's pay uh, to pay for your rent. And it seems nowadays it takes two weeks. Most people are paying two weeks of their pay just to be able to afford an apartment. And, uh, yeah, the price of housing around here definitely has gone up significantly in the last 30 years that I've seen. And, uh, you know it's a problem for a lot of young families starting out trying to find a decent place to live and still be able to pay their other bills. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And a lot of people are now talking about that new legislation out of Tallahassee, the live local act. So we'll see how that turns out. But uh, another item here in the County being talked about infrastructure county roads in particular. And do you see with the way things are going now, are we catching up? And can we more or less impact fee our way out of this? 
Uh, you know, I really, I, I've not been informed of any real problems with the road system here in the county. I mean, there might be isolated sections that have subpar roads, but as a whole, I think uh, the county's doing a good job of uh, maintaining the roads and, and keeping up with the demands. Um, I, I'm not a big believer of raising fees and imposing more and more uh, hardships on taxpayers or builders or, you know, you can call it what you want. An impact fee is basically a, a tax. And uh, I, I don't think things are bad. So I, I, I'm just I'm kind of content with the way things are unless something gets brought to my attention. But I have yet to hear of anything. Okay. After last year's hurricanes, a lot of attention was focused on Volusia's beaches and oceanfront property, oceanfront buildings. But uh, what about West Volusia? I mean, I know y'all had, what, some severe weather over there from those hurricanes. Uh, I mean, like, did y'all have any flooding around St. John's area? Uh, well, the neighborhoods, uh, yeah, near St. John's, but more specifically down off of Taylor Road, a lot of these uh, houses and uh, that are located near like Lake Gertie, houses near, uh, you know, the, the Martin Luther King area, uh, the older homes adjacent to the new subdivisions uh, have experienced tremendous flooding. And um, yeah, that's an issue that we're uh, trying to address. There's well, as far as if you're talking echo funding, I mean, in as far as developments of parks and stuff like that with echo funds. Yeah, there's been a I brought it up in council meetings uh, that the northwest section of Volusia County, I think we only got two appropriations. So they're they're doing better to uh, send more of that those appropriations to the west side. But again, I think the county does a great job and staff does a great job. Okay, okay. Uh, a few weeks ago, Sunrail had a ceremony at the DeLand Amtrak station uh, where Sunrail trains will be starting to uh, stop next year. What are your thoughts on Sunrail? Uh well, I'm not a big fan of it. I uh, I would have never voted for it had I been around back during its uh, inception. But it's here, and now we've got to deal with the cards we're dealt. I do think um, there's still some wiggle room for negotiations with FDOT, and uh, I think that we're engaging in that, and we're trying to see if we can negotiate a better deal while we still can. Um, and as far as, you know, Sunrail beginning here in Deland, uh, the stops beginning within the next year. Uh, there is a lot of development going on. There's a lot of attention being brought to uh, developing the area around the Sunrail station, and I, it might end up being a blessing in disguise. I do think it's a little premature for Deland to have a train, but we are growing by leaps and bounds, and uh, you know, it's at some point the demand may catch up to Sunrail and we may be glad we have it at some, I may be glad that we have it at some point, but I'm just not quite there yet. Okay. Okay. Um, Don, at your last meeting, 
uh, I know y'all had a like a five-year budget snapshot report uh, presented. And I know you're just getting started with the budget process uh, for fiscal year 2023 and 24. Any particular issues that you'd like to see funded in next year's budget? Well, you know, I, I'd like to see more projects coming up here on the west side. There's a, I, I've brought it up before in our, uh, in our goal setting uh, agenda meeting. And uh, I believe the West side uh, desperately needs more, you know, little league fields, football practice fields, uh, outdoor recreational areas. I'd like to see the uh, fairground expansion continue. I know that was started under the prior administration. I'd like to see that through. I think the fairgrounds is, uh, is a wonderful asset to the community, but it, it really needs a lot more funding I think we've got a potential to expand it and um, and just offer more things to the community. And uh, I really hope that gets funded. All of those things get funded for next year. You know, that said, I remember you did bring that up. That's right. In the uh, in the goal setting workshop, though, that afternoon. So I remember you saying that. So but Don, uh, in closing, um, anything else that you may want to share with us uh, and our listeners? <laughs> it's been a learning curve for me. I tell you, it's uh, this has been a wonderful experience. It's been eye-opening. And um, I've grown to really respect the staff and uh, my fellow council members. I feel very privileged to be able to work with these guys. They're, uh, they're a good group. They seem to gel very well. Um, the one thing that I'm very pleased with is the fact that we can be on complete opposite ends on a debate even though we're all um, supposed conservative republicans all that stuff we still differ on a lot of issues and it's nice to engage and debate without any hostility i have yet to sense any hostility even though we could be com on completely different ends of the uh, spectrum we still just agree to disagree on something issues and we move on and that's been wonderful uh the staff i've been really impressed with the amount of knowledge they have on their fields um and then getting to meet the people like yourself and others i mean it's just it's been a, a great experience and uh i'm glad i'm glad i'm here and thankful for it well don you're doing a great job up there and just wanted to say look forward to working with you that much more and uh, anything you need, you just call anytime. But thank you again for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me, Jim. I really appreciate it. And again, I'd like to thank today's guest, County Councilman Don Dempsey, for joining us. And I want to announce again, as of this minute, the U.S. debt stands at $31.8 trillion and growing every day. Now, look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter, which is emailed each month. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 
2140 and my callback guarantee still stands. And before I close, I'd like to ask you to support Halifax Humane Society. They run a good operation. They're located out there at I-95 and LPGA intersection. So check out their website, www.halifaxhumanesociety.org. And I gotta mention my friends, Pam Clayton and Mel Stack, who've gone above and beyond for Humane Society. This is Jim Cameron signing off, saying God bless and roll tide.